Hello everyone, welcome back to Plotlines, I'm Connor, and today we're going to talk about Amazon's new Lord of the Rings series that's coming out in 2021. We're going to talk about uh, updates for it, and, you know, general news, and possibilities of what's going to be happening in the series, and just kind of the general look at what's going on. So, the... Uh, Amazon gained the rights to The Lord of the Rings to make a, a TV series and they are not making Lord like they're not remaking the movies they're not remaking the Peter Jackson movies the the three books they're not remaking that but what they're going to be doing and what uh the Tolkien estate which is uh Tolkien's uh um the people who own the rights to all of the books and everything that uh, Tolkien passed down, you know, everything, so, to them. And uh, they are going to be, or they uh, have are allowing Amazon to make a second age show, a, store, a show that involves only the second age and is, so, and is about that, like, um... Which the second age is post the uh, the war of wrath, which is was the battle to defeat the first dark lord in uh, in the Silmarillion, and then uh, it ends with the battle of the last alliance and the defeat of Sauron, which happens in the very beginning of the first m movie in the Fellowship of the Ring uh, in the uh in that came out in 2001 I think. Anyway, so that's what it's going to be in between. Everything's going to be happening from between the War of Wrath and the defeat of Sauron in the first the first time. Anyways, so that's they're probably going to deal with the kingdoms of Linden and Numenor. And Numenor is the half elven uh uh, it's like a half man, half elven, uh, or elf, uh, um, island that is very powerful in the second age. It's the most powerful, uh, country in this, or kingdom in the second age. And it is led by the descendants and it's led by, uh, the Elrond's brother Elros. So Elrond, the, the, um, the lore, the lore, the master of, Rivendell in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, uh, his brother chose to be a man, which, uh, you know, I'm not going to be going in too in-depth on Tolkien's lore, because this is sort of just news, but, uh, but Numenor was given to Elros when he chose to become a man, and he, uh, took a bunch of the lo of loyal men loyal to the Valar, which are the sort of angels or gods or you know that type of thing, um, to this island that they created, and it was extremely powerful. While uh, most of Middle Earth at the time lived sort of in a dark age, um, like the people that would one day become the king, the kingdom of Dale and the kingdom of Rohan, and um, you know those types of people um, are sort of ha you know that like they li they're living in sort of a darker area, 
where in a, like like in a darker time with Sauron is has been messing around with their you know freedom and you know they're very fearful of him and they're also don't have a lot of technology and they're just they're not doing very well um and then the kingdom of linden which is the which is gilgalad's uh kingdom gilgalad again is in the very beginning of lord of the rings he he uh he he fights in the battle of the last alliance or the war of the last alliance he is the high king of the Noldorian elves, which is a, just a type of elf, um, and the the most powerful elves uh, in uh, Western Middle Earth, where uh, where Frodo and Gandalf and everyone set sails at set sail at the end of Lord of the Rings. Anyway, so uh, but those. That was the remnants. By the end of Lord of the Rings, that was the remnants of the kingdom of Linden. Linden was much more powerful, and Elrond was uh, was a member of the kingdom of Linden. He was the herald of Gilgalad, and he is actually sort of being raised in the beginning of the First Age. So that's that's very important to note, is that Sauron is building up his forces in the east, during this time, and then in the very west, you have um, the Numenorians who are growing in power and prosperity, and but also getting restless because they're afraid of death. And then you have the elves in Linden uh, who are sort of uh, just trying to I mean, recoup their losses after a dev- after a lot of devastating deaths in in the War of Wrath, which happens prior to the Second Age. So it will be really interesting to see what they do. I'm ho- I wonder if they're going to do like a flashback to the War of Wrath, because sort of like um, in Lord of the Rings, they do a flashback to the defeat of Sauron in the first the first time it's in, it would be interesting if they did a flashback to the cap to defeat of Melkor which was the original who was the original dark lord in the war of wrath <coughs> I don't I don't think they it's possible that they don't own the rights to that because they're not allowed to use supposedly they're not allowed to use anything from the first age which that would be in the first age uh, but it would be really cool because there's this, uh, the Herald of the Valar of the Angels, uh, Ianwe, and the, uh, sort of captures Sauron and then tries to get him to come with him to, um, Valinor, which is the, which is where Frodo sets sails to at the end of the thir- at end of, um, at the end of Lord of the Rings. Anyways, um, to seek to get judged, basically, to receive punishment. But he refuses and runs away, and that would be a great way to start the whole, uh, the whole show with, you know, with a flashback to that time, and then we can, they can start any time. I mean, it probably would make sense, um, to, I don't know, I, I really, it, it would be really hard to actually, uh, figure out a time to start because there's so much time there's 3000 years that of stuff or not 
of stuff, but 3,000 years that happened within the Second Age, and it would make sense that they would end at the War of the Last Alliance with the downfall of Sauron, so, and, and then they would probably have to start in the, in the, in the, in like the, uh, in the 1,000s at least, with the, um, well, with the War of the Elves and Sauron, which is over the, the rings of power, because that's probably what they're going to be, you know, using the story to be about, is mainly about the fall of Numenor, probably, and the War of the Rings, or War of, well, the War and the Creation of the Rings, so, um, in which this guy named Celebrimbor, he's an elf, he create he starts this, uh, kingdom, or this region of Aurigian, which then becomes very powerful, and they are great smiths, and they uh, create many rings of power with, uh, with, uh, along with Sauron, because Sauron is, you know, is m manipulating them to make these, and then he, then he makes the one ring, and, you know, obviously it's a whole battle over the rings and, uh, you know, control of the rings. So that is sort of what's uh, what's going on and it's also the time when the Nazgul are being created because they're given the nine rings the many of those rings were you know create or the rings were created by Celebrimbor and then given to Sauron except for the three rings the three elven rings were not given to uh Sauron and that's why Sauron goes to war with the elves and there's a lot of there's like Two big wars that happen, or actually, well, two or three, I guess, because there's the Numenorians versus, or the the elves and the Numenorians versus Sauron, and then there's the uh, Sauron versus the Numenorians by themselves and the capture of him, and then there's the War of the Last Alliance, and, um... It's also will be interesting because they'll be creating the kingdom of Arnor and Gondor at the end of the at the end of the show. Anyways, one of the new one of the big news items that came out of the show is that the show uh, or the Tolkien estate has veto power over the show. So if there's something that they don't want to happen in the show or they don't want them to change. Well, they can't change anything. That's one of the things that they're not allowed to change the history. I mean, they can add their own characters and that type of thing. <laughs> but they can't change the history that Tolkien has laid out for them. So that's uh, that's going to be really interesting. I, I'm really hoping that the, uh, that the Tolkien Estates uses their... Um, powers in that regard in very certain circumstances that sort of uh, would just kind of make it difficult to watch or make it um, sort of make it annoying like if they start drawing if like because Amazon who knows but if they start making the show political or something like that it would be really annoying I, d I really I really think that well Tolkien is known for saying 
don't read my books politically or anything like that. And I think that it would be a good idea for the Tolkien estate to stop any political messages from, or, you know, specifically political messages, I guess you could say, from going into uh, the work that they're doing. It's not to say that, obviously, you can always take things as political if you, if you think of them as that, but if, but it's sort of, uh, like, if someone's going to be like, here are these political things, and then we're going to spout off not, like, just random things politically that don't really have much to do with any of the story that Tolkien put forth or characters that Tolkien didn't create, I think that's one of the... would be a big problem. Anyway, so they have a lot of control over... or they have veto power over the state... Or, or not over the state over the show, so that will be interesting, and it will be interesting to go more in depth on the the different kings of Numenor and the kings of of Linden. The High King Gilgalad is the is the king of Linden for the entire time that the uh, you know the whole um, what is it the whole uh, the whole age, the whole age, Gilgalad is the king of London. And then Elrond will be sort of like a, uh, will be learning about things. Like, they, they could really promote or do things with him and showing that he, you know, is learning things. And he uh, founds Rivendell during this time. And, uh... Galadriel and Celeborn are part of this as well because of the whole rings of power and um, they become the leaders of Lothlorien by this time which is called Laura Lindorian I believe at this time before its its name is changed anyways it will be really interesting to see more elves because that's probably what's going to happen in or more elves and more half men or half elves so that that's probably going to be what, or men that have elvish blood because there aren't a lot of um there aren't a lot of men that aren't a little bit elvish that are the focus of any of the stories during the time period of the second age rohan's not really not around and uh you know not much happens with northmen and that type of thing it's mostly between elves and the Numenorians, and Arag- if uh, just so you know, uh, Aragorn is the descendants of the Numenorians. To give some context, anyways, it will be interesting to see uh, um, the Numenorians uh, and their you know battle between them in like their internal struggles between uh, listening to the Valar and rebelling. And, and good and evil, because that's kind of what uh, it's often shown, is that it's like they are really powerful, but the, and they're fighting amongst themselves in, like, civil wars. They're fighting each other over what to do, what or how to act, and how, like, good or bad, good or, good or evil, and whether or not to listen to Sauron or not listen to Sauron. And that's kind of the whole... There's a lot of struggles between uh, more so mental and, uh, you know, 
um, spies and that type of thing. Like, it's a lot more secretive struggles than, you know, open warfare. There's only really two open warfare or open wars that happen. I mean, obviously there can be skirmishes and, you know, there's obviously that type of thing. And orcs are, you know, around and that type of thing, you know. We can always see some fighting that doesn't necessarily happen or isn't necessarily uh, supposed to be there necessarily. Like, uh, they could probably make another war or something as long as nobody dies or, you know, no, you know like, st- uh, small battles. I don't know. Um, it would just be really interesting to see. And the po- just the power of the different groups versus, uh, or, and Sauron, um, uh, showing up as a real, as, like, a nice-looking person, you know, he's gonna have to pretend, you know, Sauron pretends to be a good person when he manipulates Celebor, or Celebrimbor, and, as well as, uh, the Numenorians. But though the Numenorian case is that it's more like they want to do it, and they, he, Sauron's just kind of goading them into attacking the Valar and the angels and stuff like that, and going against the will of God, I guess. And then, um, well, in Celebrimbor's uh, situation, he's just kind of wants to learn everything he can, and he's kind of, you know, suckered into this situation where he is, um, you know, being manipulated by Sauron. And it's interesting, because Gilgalad, Elgron, and Galadriel, and most of the other elves, except for the ones in Origian, sort of uh, basically cast out Sauron and don't believe him, because he's pretending to be an elf. His, he pretends to be this guy named Anatar. Anyways, it will be really interesting to see what where they go and... You know, they're seeing. It sounds like they're also working with Peter Jackson to try and make it seem very similar, similar between the movies and the TV series. And I think, I think this, I think this Lord of the Rings series has so much potential. And if it works, it will it will be fantastic. And that it will be one of probably it will probably be better than Game of Thrones, especially because of the way people are unhappy the way Game of Thrones ended, that this will be a show that you already know how it ends. It's just, it's the journey that's the most exciting thing. So so they can't really mess up the ending because they, everyone knows it. Like in Game of Thrones, they were writing, or writing by the seat of their pants because uh, George R. R. Martin obviously told them how, how the books are going to end or something like that or or set, or gave them ideas, or whatever, but the books haven't come out yet, so that means nobody has wrestled with, nobody has wrestled with the ending of the books, so they can't have any anticipation for what's going to happen, or what had happened in the TV series, so it's sort of, in that realm of the vicinity, I think the, uh, the Lord of the Rings show has a, has sort of an easier job because people know what's going to happen and people saw it happen in Lord of the Rings. They saw it in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. They know what's going to happen. They know, you know, they don't know who specifically is going to live or anything like that, but they know Elrond's going to survive. They know um, Galadriel and Celeborn and 
Kirdan and everyone and all those people are going to survive and that you know sort of that they're going to win against Sauron but they don't know who else is going to fall and they don't know you know how things happened and that's it's literally this show is about the journey and how they can make the journey interesting and how they can uh, sort of use all the information that Tolkien left behind for them to turn into a narrative that comes across 3,000 years. And that, that going uh, 3,000 years, that will be the most interesting, how they develop that within, like, a, one episode. Like, are they going... Like, I mean, most of the characters... Well, some of them are either going to be dead. Like, if it's men, men die, so after maybe, like, 200 years in the Numenorean case. And then elves are immortal, so you can just kind of continue on the elf the story without really making it feel weird. But the men, that's going to be the most confusing thing. So it will be interesting to see. I'll be uh, looking forward to more information about the show. And, you know, uh, they have set some things up, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.